shoot. Welcome to Liberty FM, the podcast dedicated to all things New York Liberty. I'm Francois and I'm joined by my co-host and wife, Felicia. This is episode 6 and today we're going to talk about the revenge tour, oh yeah, that the Liberty <laughs> went on this week. As they were facing two teams, the Atlanta Dream and the Washington Mystics that have been them this season and were able to expose some of their weaknesses. And so they took care of business on Friday. Uh, 110 to 80, a blowout wins uh, against the Atlanta Dream and scoring uh, their highest total of points uh, this season with 110. Uh, great win. Uh, what did you make of that, that game? What's the first thing that comes to mind, Felicia? Let's go Liberty! <laughs> this was definitely the revenge tour. I was very happy with this game. They came out strong. And they played well. They played for each other. You know, I think it was an overall team win. Um, they just moved the ball around well. Brianna Stewart played a great game. She made sure that she was getting her shots off this game. They were going in for her. Um, they were not, I believe Atlanta, they were not uh, too much of a, an issue for her this game. They were definitely feeding J.J. more on the inside, which... They need to just do more, and I'm glad to see that it happened in this game. She did well. It was just an overall great game by everybody. Everyone contri- Everybody touched the ball. Everybody contributed and got points this game. So I was really happy that they came out and just showed Atlanta what they're all about. And so, yeah, talking about John Cole Jones, she was the, the first big superstar that the Liberty acquired offseason. Uh, And so we were all very excited about what she could bring to the team. But then afterwards, the Liberty got Vanda Sluz and Brianna Stewart. And so the question was, what was going to be the role for John Coyle Jones in this team? And so far, it feels like she's a little bit out of place. Obviously, she had a foot injury in the offseason, so she had to sort of, you know, be in shape and everything. But there's definitely a question about her role on the team. And while today, well... Friday uh, when they play against Atlanta, they definitely figure things out. I really enjoy the fact that they were kept they kept fitting her in the paint and just taking advantage of the mismatch that they had every single time because apart from Sharon Parker, they didn't really have any center that could stop uh, mm-hmm. Jonko June. So I was really, really pleased with her performance and she also had two frees uh, in the game. Uh, but she ended up uh, scoring her best total this season with 18 points and also had nine boards. So uh, yeah. pleased with John Cole Jones, right? Yeah, I'm definitely pleased with this performance against Atlanta. I think as the season wears on, you know, we'll see how she progresses against other teams. But, you know, this game, she definitely showed out. I was definitely happy with, you know, um, everyone trying to get her the ball on the inside. She just needs to, they just need to keep doing that so she can get stronger, she can get better, she can get her legs under her. You know, she had she had the mismatch, and, and so it worked well in her favor uh, this game. So, yeah, she just has to keep pushing, keep growing. There's a lot more games left, so I'm, I'm, 
I think she'll do better. Well, hopefully that's the the first of many great performances by uh, Drunko Jones. Now, one of the things that she did mention that uh, they really wanted to focus on was uh, rebounds and particularly offensive rebounds. Uh, that was one thing that really killed them in the the last matchup against the Dream, uh, where they lost the game at home, uh, and the Dream literally dominated uh, the board, especially in the second half, and. This game, uh, we were really pleased to see that they really took care of business. Uh, they had 42 rebounds uh, against the 37 rebounds uh, of Atlanta. And even uh, players like Mo Billings, who uh, uh, had nine rebounds. Um, if I look at uh, offensive rebounds, um, she only had one offensive rebound. Um, Cheyenne Parker only had two rebounds, zero offensive rebounds. She was another player that got a lot of boards uh, in that previous matchup. So uh, I'm glad that they took care of business and that, that impacted the game as well. Yeah, they made the necessary adjustments uh, for this game, and, and that's what got them this win. They were more aggressive. Everyone came out aggressive. I was I was happy with everyone. I obviously love Maureen Johannes. So mm-hmm. she did well. Some of those She's threes. so smooth, isn't she? <laughs> She's smooth with the threes. I mean, she was running all over the court. And so I, I'm glad she did. She had a great game along with Laney. I mean, everyone. Now, that was interesting because in the first half, uh, there was at some point like a, a close-up between uh, Mahin Johannes and uh, Stephanie Dolson. And Dolson was like, just shoot the ball. And from that moment on, she yeah. just wa- was on fire. And to be honest... I think it was Diana Taurasi from the the goats or well one of the goats uh, from the Phoenix Mercury that was pointing out the fact that um, she's tired of you know media and, and fans that make comparisons between NBA players and WNBA players and was saying like why don't we compare uh, the current players with legends of the past in the WNBA and so Marin Johannes she's often compared to Stephen Curry. But to be fair, we were talking about it uh, earlier today. She's unique. Like, even Steph Curry, as great as he is, he doesn't have a shot like Marion Joannis. Like, the trajectory of the ball where she just goes, like, uh, up in the air for so long and just, like, swish. That's that's unique, right? It's unique. I mean, it's like a sort of like a rainbow, a rainbow shot, but it, it goes in. It works. I think last year, even when we saw her um, on the court, Especially when she made certain shots, we probably compared her to KD at times going off of one leg. And, you know, it, it, she's an amazing player. And so, you know, I know she tends to come. I feel like she starts games a little bit more quiet. Mm. And then you hear somebody else is like, come on, Marie, just shoot the ball. Or, and then that, that sparks something. So probably this game, Steph was the spark for her you know, they're besties. So she, yeah, she, yeah. she gave her the necessary push and she went off the rest of the game. <laughs> she did. And uh, I was watching uh, the other day a, a little documentary that you can find on, on YouTube uh, about uh, Marion Johannes and comparing her to Steph Curry. And it was basically four years ago, the, the year where she uh, uh, went to uh, the Liberty for the, the very first time in 2019. And, uh, yeah, she, they were just showing, um, you know, when she was playing for Bourges in, in France, 
um, and also with the national team and they were just showing her rituals and how she prepared herself and there's no secret it's just hard work uh, mm -hmm. I think she was taking about 500 shots uh, each day and training like personally for a couple of hours uh, you know even you know Kobe Bryant used to say that you need to train like two to three hours every single day to have an advantage against other players and there's no miracle it seems so easy but it's a lot of work uh, behind what she does and you know obviously she gave us the impression that we could just go on the playground outside and just do the same. She does make it look easy, but we know it's not easy. We know that they're putting the work in. They're athletes. They've been doing this for years. They're putting that work in. And yeah, like the great Kobe Bryant said, if you're putting in two to three hours a day, every day, mm -hmm. you're going to get the advantage. And it's just how bad you want it. And so, you know, she's just... She's just a phenomenal player. She makes it look easy, but we know it's not easy. She just put all that work in, and we're seeing it on the court now. So Yeah. And so besides Marion Joannis and also Benajalini, that continues to be such a crucial piece to that team. Yeah. I mean, I think we were, we were going to start running out of uh, good things to say about Benajah, but she was aggressive on offense. She's starting to score a lot of frees. Uh, those little corner frees are becoming a specialty. Um, so she was definitely, uh, she was the best scorer of the team and the key piece to, to that win. But there was another player uh, that had a great impact on, on that team was uh, Courtney Vandersloot. Mm. Uh, if I look at a stat, she had 16 points, 11 assists, and 7 steals. Woo. Ooh, what, do you, what did you make yeah, of the, all those steals? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was disruptive. And that is part of her game, you know, when she cuts to the basketball she gets between a play both her and marine were they get their hands in there really quickly yeah. and yeah. just slew is able to really disrupt other teams i we've we've been seeing it for the last few games really but she really took it to atlanta this time and so yeah i mean we need slew you know even if her shooting percentage isn't great one night she makes up for it with assists, steals. She does. She will do all the little things to, to get her team the win. No matter what's happening on the court, you know Vandersloot is going to do the little things to, to make her team uh, do well. Yeah. So overall, a blowout win by 30 points. And when I talk about revenge tour, I don't know if the players, um, you know, really see it as a as a revenge. They obviously just want to win every game. But they lost at home. They lost at against home. Atlanta. They knew they were sick to their stomachs that they lost at home. Atlanta took it to them. Brianna had a bad shooting a shooting day. So listen, it, it's a revenge tour. They but, needed to. They needed to put their stamp on this game. But the people that don't seem to forget about, you know, losses and take it hard to sort of have this revenge tour are the social media teams. If you look at social media teams from WNBA teams, it's really like something to, to see on Twitter when the team wins, uh, how creative they are to mm -hmm. sort of come up with rhymes or banters or things that really like show that you know, we, we put a stamp on, on that win. And so when Atlanta uh, won last week, uh, they did like a little uh, graphic uh, with, you know, ATL with the colors of the New York subway. And I can't really remember exactly what they said on, on this, but 
Uh, the, just trash talking. Yeah, trash talking. So definitely, like you know, the, the the social media team of the New York Liberty wanted to remind them that you know I don't know it kind of feels good to wake up with a you know thirty uh, point win uh, against LTL and I think they showed the the picture that the social media team of the Dream had uh, put up after the win last week. So so it's it's all well and good uh, in the worlds of the WNBA, but. It was great win. Uh, the, the only downside of uh, of that win was uh, uh, Stephanie Dawson's injury. Uh, you see, we're, we're in New York here, so there's going to be a lot of noise outside. We apologize for that. But yeah, the only downside was Stephanie Dawson's injury. Uh, she twisted her ankle at the end of the game, uh, stomping on the, uh, Nero Sabali's foot. And, and it looked... It looked pretty bad. Uh, it was hard to uh, to watch. Yeah, I was I, I was still questioning why she came in in the last two minutes. It's just there was unlucky. literally no point. But there was no point. But you know, unlucky. You know, she just they just ran into each other a little bit, and she happened to step on her foot. So you know, it, it's just unfortunate because you need stuff. You know, uh, she's another big that that will help out, you know, um, when JJ's out or if Stewie's out, you need her. So it's going to be, it's going to be a a tough loss with her not there. Yeah. And so it looks like she's going to be out for a couple of weeks, uh, according to, Mm -hmm. uh, Sandy Brandello. And so in the meantime, the Liberty decided to, uh, get back Epiphany Prince on their hardship contract. Uh, that's, that's, you know, obviously the tough, part of the the WNBA where uh, you cannot uh, take a player for the rest of the season. It's only depending on who's missing on the squad. And so with Anshu being out uh, with the Asian Cup, uh, Epiphany Prince was able to uh, uh, be recruited by the Liberty uh, as the 10th member. Uh, But as soon as Dawson will be back, uh, Epiphany Mm -hmm. Prince's contract will, will end. So she joined the team uh, shortly after it was announced that Dawson would be out for a couple of weeks. Uh, and so she was there uh, today as we were recording the podcast. Uh, the game was today against the Washington Mystic, which was the second tour date of the Revenge Tour. Yes, Revenge Tour. Um, and whew, that was... Wow, I, that I was can, a gritty... I can we describe win. that game? Incredible, uh, weird... Uh, emotional roller coaster. It was like. a roller coaster for sure. This one, this was a gritty win. Uh, they, there were moments that I was definitely nervous that the Mystics were gonna pull this one out, but I still have faith in my Liberty. But it, this is a tough one. This is one of those matchups with a top team that I definitely wanted to see today because they got some tough games coming up. So I just wanted to see how they did. And, you know, it was it was a bit nerve-wracking, definitely, in the first half. But they came out strong the second half. And then we got all the way to overtime. They pulled out a great win. But it, it could have definitely gone either way this game. But it was gritty. There's no question about it. You had some weird stuff going on. It's just... You had some unfortunate some things going on. The refs were getting on our nerves. It had a little right, bit right, of everything right. this game. <laughs> a lot of unpacks. So let's let's break it down a little bit uh, with, with this game. So we came a little a little late uh, in uh, in at the Barclays today, but we were able to kind of see what was going on 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 screens in the hallway. And oh boy, I was like, 
Whew, what is going on? Uh, the the Mystics started on the 14-0 run uh, this game, and it looked like the revenge tour was gonna end in, on the sour on the sour note uh, today. Um, I mean, we know that the Mystics. You said that it's definitely an interesting matchup because I feel like the Mystics are definitely not a good team for Liberty in terms of, of matchup. They, they, they're very strong defensively, yep. uh, very good on the ball. Uh, they have tough uh, defenders on the inside with Elena Daladon and uh, Shakira Austin uh, that made their life, uh, made the life of John Conjures very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this tie very strongly. The, the Liberty were, were kind of struggling to sort of like have good uh, ball movement and mm-hmm. I mean they're the the number one team or the second team uh, in terms of assists uh, and the second team uh, in terms of uh, you know point average um, so it was very very worrying to see that they started so so badly but but credits to to the the Mystics teams that that came really well prepared for this game and, and made their life very difficult for Liberty. Were, were you optimistic still at this point? Or? Yeah, I think, you know, you have quite a few people on this team that can shoot a three at any time, and anyone can get hot at any time. So I, I wasn't too worried. It was just the first, the, it was the first quarter. It didn't, it obviously didn't start well, but I was just hoping if we get some points on the board, if we can just get this down, chip, chip away at the lead, we can get back in this. So I, I wasn't too, too worried about that. You know, they just, again, for the Liberty, you could tell when they come up against a really tough team, they look out, they look out of sorts, you know, they look out of rhythm and it wasn't until I think really Brondello put in, started to put in sort of that second unit, you know, with Maureen and Thornton that you started to see a change there. So it you know you got to change things up they they didn't start great but they they fought their way back which was the most important thing was that they they had the fight in them and like sabrina said post post conference you know in back in the day you know a year or two ago mm. this team would have just fallen to pieces you know with a 14 starting out with a 14-0 <laughs> deficit they definitely would have lost the game but it, they showed their fight, and so that was that was really important. They showed poise, they showed character, coming together, playing with each other, and just just pushing it. Yeah, I mean, now they have a team with a lot of experience, uh, players mm-hmm. that have won titles before, uh, Van der Sloot, Stephanie Dawson, even though she wasn't playing today, uh, Brianna Stewart. Junko uh, Jones didn't win a title just yet, but she played in the finals uh, twice. So you got players that have the experience and not been in those moments uh, before. So I think it was very important that they didn't crumble. They came mm-hmm. back like, you know, they were down by six at halftime. Yeah. Considering that they were down by 17 uh, in, in the first quarter, uh, that was a win itself. Uh, to see that they were that close. Yeah, I just wanted them to get down to single digits. I was like, you get down into single digits, we have a game. Hopefully we can get the lead. It took a while for them to get the lead, but, you know, it was going to be a tight game regardless. You know, the Washington Mystics are a tough team defensively. You can tell the way they were on the ball, and they are quick. You know, they gave uh, Brianna Stewart a tough time. They definitely gave John Cole Jones probably the hardest time I think she would 
Even though she got 10 rebounds, she had zero points, and I'm sure she would want to have a redo of this game or put it out of her mind and, and, and reset. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we were just praising her for the great game she had against the Atlanta Dream. Uh, but it was a tough game tonight, uh, well, this afternoon against the, the Mystics. It was very, very difficult. Um, you know, they put a lot of pressure on her when she had the ball on the inside. So she seemed a little bit slow or unsure of which direction to go um, in order to score on the inside. Um, she did manage to provoke a lot of fouls, but didn't get to go to the free throw line. So it was it was a tough, tough game for John Carl Jones. And then even for Brianna Stewart, uh, she only had a first field goal uh, in the third quarter. And if I look at the stats, uh, just to go back again uh, on the first quarter, Liberty were 3 for 17 uh, in terms of field goals and 2 for 10 uh, at the three-point line. So a lot of things uh, to worry about. But uh, Courtney Vandersloot, um, after the game, there was a question asked by Cassandra ne- uh, Negley, uh, who asked uh, Courtney Vandersloot about Benajah Laney's uh, cutting and shot-making. Because I think that Benajah... Uh, with Sabrina Ionescu in the in the second half, where the people that kind of brought the yeah. team back back together, and she was asked about Benasha Lini's cutting and shot making, and she said that it's part of what we're looking for. We know that guards are really aggressive and sometimes overlap, overhelp, and so they focus on the ball, and she does well knowing when to space uh, to the corner or cut. And I think that that's. When the Liberty started to figure things out in the second half, um, you had a lot of corner frees by uh, Benajah Laney. Uh, you had Sabrina Ionescu that started to get on fire with a freeze. Uh, so quite a few times where Stewie was setting good screens for her um, to have those catch and shoot frees. So it was really, really encouraging to see that, yes, now the, the Liberty have figured things out and coming back in this game and might go for a win. But... Let's not forget that there was a turning point in this game, sadly, um, and that was uh, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, there was about eight minutes left, and unfortunately, uh, Shakira Austin, uh, with the up-and-coming stars of the WNBA, uh, got a serious uh, injury. At first, I wasn't sure uh, um, you know, what type of injury she had, so it, she, she kind of stole the ball, uh, deflected the ball, uh, and got you know was trying to go and run for a fast break, but she kind of lost balance. I think she got tripped uh, um, through Brianna Stewart's leg and then kind of lost balance and, and, and fell really hard. And at first, I thought I was scared. I thought it was like a... I a, thought it was her knee. A knee. I thought yeah. it was the ACL. But then we find out later when we uh, came back home that it was a hip injury. But it was serious to the point where uh, she had to be carried out um, by teammates yeah. and and coaches so very sad to see we 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 don't like to see those kind of things obviously um there's been serious injuries uh, lately in the wnba with uh, brianna jones for the kinetic Sun, and you don't want to see that because you want a best player to to compete against each other and also to be to be healthy um but you know it's sad but it was the turning point because she's such a strong presence defensively on the inside that it's when things started to shift. Um, And so it happened with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, and the Liberty took their first lead two minutes later with a 7-0 run uh, and took the the first lead for what 
you know, became like a sort of back and forth uh, mm-hmm. battle in, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, this time, you know, unfortunately with Shakira Austin going down, it, it definitely opened it up for the Liberty. Uh, you know, now it became a game, you know, this back and forth, you know, you know, just up by a couple of points, not getting blown out. But it, it, this was a battle, and, and I thought that's what it would come to, that, you know, the, the last few minutes of the game, this is going to come down probably to a shot or two. Yeah, but the Mystic started to give a, an extra push. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like we've seen in some of the losses this season uh, against the Chicago Sky at home when uh, they uh, blew up uh, a 19-point lead, or when uh, they also gave the opportunity to the Atlanta Dream last week to sort of, you know, have a tight game and take the win uh, in, in New York. Um, the, the Mystics got that extra push. And so with two minutes left, uh, they took a, a not eight-point lead. Um, and to be fair, I, I got to be honest, I, I, I thought that the game was, was over. And people around us started leaving as well. You know, it was like, let's just get our first, uh, you know, let's get the, the Q train right away or, like, you know, get out of the traffic before uh, it gets crazy. So it, it seems like I wasn't the only one that was starting they losing left, hope. They left too early, yeah. basically, because I was hoping that I was like, it just need one three. Just get a three. You bring it down to five. You're, you're close. You can get there. Two minutes, a lot can happen in two minutes. So, And it did. It did. did. Uh, Sabrina <laughs> it had a couple of frees uh, to bring the team back. Um, and then it came to the wire with, with free throws. And uh, I got to give props uh, to the Seafoam Army, uh, Section 31 and Section 1, who are Liberty fans that decided this, this season to, to dress as, as the Statue of Liberty, pretty much. But they bring so much energy in those two sections, like really pumping up the crowd and, and bring everybody together to, to really lift the, the team. And so mm-hmm. I, I definitely feel like they, they had an impact in the, in the free throws of the Mystics, uh, who missed a couple of important free throws mm-hmm. down the stretch that, that kept the, the Liberty alive. And with nine seconds left... Uh, Slew! amazing play so basically uh we were running out of timeout because brandello and then the mystics kept like you know taking short timeouts to set up plays and figuring out how to win this game um and so the mystics i think it was natasha cloud who missed one of the two free throws got the second one um and then uh quick handbound uh from the the liberty vendor with the ball she quickly passes to uh, Kayla Foreign uh, half court, who gives it back to her. Amazing crossover and goes to the basket, and the crowd went bananas. It was insane, isn't it? It was crazy. I loved every minute of it. I'm glad <laughs> she went for that shot. I was I was wondering if they were gonna try to get it to Sabrina, but. I'm glad Sloot took that shot and tied it up, and we went to overtime. She she was wonderful. Now, let's not forget, because everybody was so excited. that people did rush that we almost lost the game right after that. Yeah, I mean, on the three-point shot, shot from, like, you know, like, from her own court or yeah. half-court shot by Natasha Cloud. 
uh, she threw that ball and it always went in. But people were so excited that they didn't yeah, see it. Yeah, it touched it was the before, rim. It hit the rim. It, it hit the rim <laughs> and it was before the, the end of the regulation time. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad that it didn't, uh, it didn't, win, it didn't go in. Uh, and we were up for a tree with uh, an overtime um, with a crazy atmosphere at the Barclay. I think mm. now by now we're, we're getting used to it. Uh, but yeah, it was very exciting. And just to go back on, on, on the play from, uh, from Vendeslu, um, she said that uh, on the game tying layup in regulation, that that was the play, basically. Uh, they had a backside action, of course, and they wanted the best shot available. Sloot so wide open layup and she took it and you know that's when you see uh, big stars coming uh, you know big in those kind of games because there was no timeout and they were able to set up a play so quickly and so effectively that you know we, we're glad that we have uh, stars like Sloot on our team it's important to have veterans on your team that, that know exactly what to do they've been in those situations before and she took it she saw open lane Good for her. They didn't just try to get a three or try to get it to Sabrina. And, and yeah, it's possible she might have made it. But you saw an open lane and she took it. So Yeah. Yep. And so the overtime, um, it was definitely all about, or almost all about Sabrina Ionescu. Yeah. <laughs> she really kept us afloat. Uh, you know, that's when you see that when she was injured uh, those past couple of games uh, with a hamstring injury and she came back on Friday against Atlanta, that she's an important piece to that team. Mm. And she can get on fire anytime. And those frees in overtime were amazing. Now, it's not just about her. Like, the whole team worked uh, for her to be open and have those catch and shoots. But the level of those shots and, you know, how far she is beyond the line, mm. it's, it's, it's amazing to see. And it's basically every time we needed the lead or needed to come back, she was there. She delivered. She had 31 points uh, for the game. Uh, seven frees. Uh, it's almost like we're, we're getting used to it uh, by now. But amazing performance by Sabrina that really helped us to, uh, to stay afloat. And then as we were getting closer, it was still once again back and forth yeah. between the two teams. Um, and uh, what gave us the win, well, there was uh, Stewie, uh, who was very aggressive towards the last part of the game. Uh, and then she went for a layup, got the N1, and then it was all about the defense afterwards. Yeah, and who defense. was the the key player that pretty much, uh, you know, gave us the win? Uh, Kata Foran, right? Yeah, well, I mean, you need her. there. Even before we hit overtime, and I think it was early on in the fourth quarter where Brondello took John Cole Jones out, and mm. I was like, "You need Thornton. You need defense. That you have, you have shooters on the court. Yeah, you have, you have at least three, <laughs> really four. All, all, all those women can shoot, but you need defense. And I'm glad that they put Thornton in because she was able to lock it down and keep the and help keep the Liberty in the game. And it was important also for her. She was crucial in those those last few minutes, especially in overtime, to to really force that win. Yeah, obviously, players are the ones that you know make things happening. But you need a great coach, and Brandello saw that Jonko Jones was struggling. She did say post game uh, that you know JJ was uh, a little out of sorts, 
And so she decided to, uh, you know, go with a little more toughness and versatili- versatility. And so that's why she decided to put uh, Kayla Foran in the game. And she was crucial in those last possessions, uh, especially with uh, Elena Donadon uh, on defense and on the last play as well with Ayns Allen. Uh, she was amazing. She had those stops. She made their life difficult. And, uh, yeah, at some point we thought we uh, having the win when uh, Benajla <laughs> grabbed the rebound, but unfortunately lost uh, control of the ball, and that gives another three to four seconds for the Mystics to win that game. Yeah. But then once again, they, they really delivered defensively, and Kara Foran was amazing. And Maureen got the ball to finish, and... That was it. It was explosion and and the and win against give, a great team. I, I want to give props to Marine Johannes as well because yeah. she did well defensively too. She's not, you know, yeah, she's not Thornton, but she definitely kept her ground and and was also disruptive. And so, props to her as well on on keeping some of the Mystics players from getting easy layups, getting threes. She definitely stayed. She stayed with her person throughout throughout the game. Whomever she was on, she stayed with them. She did not leave. So, And I think that's what was killing the Liberty. They mm. would be all over the place, and someone from the Mystics would end up being open. And who was that? Aya Atkins. <laughs> uh, she had six frees. She was six for seven at the three-point line. For a team, the Mystics, uh, you know, no disrespect, but when you look at statistics, they're eighth. Uh, out of 12 teams in terms of, uh, you know, three-point percentage. Uh, but it felt like they were the best team in the league in terms of three-point uh, percentage in, in this game. But that was really, like, a lot of miscommunication on defense. A lot of miscommunication, a lot of breakdown, which ended up leaving Atkins open. And she made them pay for it. And so, and what I loved was that when it was Marine on her, she didn't get as many points. She mm. definitely stayed with her the whole time, anytime Marine came in. So props to Marine as well and keeping Atkins from scoring two, you know, not too many more points than what she already had. But yeah, that that was a problem there. I think, you know, once they probably look back at film, they just gotta tighten up that communication on defense, especially because the upcoming games are not gonna get any easier so they got to tighten this up now yeah i mean we're gonna see uh what the liberty are made of because next week is gonna be a really really tough week uh they're gonna pretty much face the two best teams in the league uh so on tuesday uh they're gonna face the connecticut sun uh who are playing a high level basketball uh at the moment uh especially uh, elisa thomas that keeps having triple doubles um, and then on Thursday, uh, the game that everybody is waiting, <laughs> uh, the Las Vegas Aces uh, in Vegas uh, for the two super teams. And, you know, that's going to be a tough game because Vegas right now is, is cruising. They got three all-stars with uh, Asia Wilson, Chelsea Gray, uh, Jackie Young. You saw that crazy pass from Chelsea Gray the other day against the Ooh. Indiana Fever. So they're, they're on the roll, and they're, they're tough to beat at home. So we're going to find out very soon what this team is made of with those two games. And then on Sunday, uh, July 2nd, so the whole week they're going to play away. Uh, they're going to play against the Seattle Storm, who are starting now to find uh, their groove now. Drew Lloyd's amazing. Also uh, been uh, 
put it into the All-Star game. But they started to figure things out. And they're going to be a different team than when we faced them the first time around. Um, so it's going to be a tough road trip. And I hope it's not going to be a, a revenge tour for some of those teams since we beat the Storm and the Sun. Um, you know, let's keep the revenge tour for this week and put it to rest yeah. and see what uh, this week is going to be made of. But Yeah, I think... I think they can take on Connecticut. They they have to just stay focused. They can't start the game the way they did today. Mm. Any one of those teams will make them pay. You know, I think the the Mystics today had missed some crucial shots, and that's why this also didn't become as crazy of a game as it, as it could have been in terms of how much more ahead the Mystics could have gotten. But, you know, with Connecticut, Vegas... They've played Connecticut already. I'm looking forward to a good game. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a dogfight. Las Vegas makes me a little nervous, but they're supposedly the two top teams. You yeah. got to play the best to see what it is you need to work on. So, exactly. you know, I, I'm hoping they pull out a win here, and I think they can if they stay poised, if they stay aggressive, especially um, if they can all stay aggressive and not be hesitant. You know. Um, they, they can pull out some wins. Yeah. So, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, that's going to be an exciting week with, with tough matchups uh, ahead. Now, before we, we head out, uh, we cannot not mention uh, the All-Star game votes that, uh, you know, were announced just before the game against the Washington Mystics. And so, uh, we have... Uh, the front court. So, in terms of voting, uh, you have the fans voting. You also have the media, whoever votes, and uh, the players also get to vote, and then they sort of do an average score uh, afterwards. And so, in terms of the front court, we have Asia Wilson, uh, Brianna Stewart, who's the only uh, New York Liberty player uh, voted in in the starting lineup of the All Star Game. Brittany Griner, Satu Sabali. Uh, Aaliyah Boston, uh, the rookie uh, from the Indiana Fever, who gets a, a first, a first uh, all-star game as a starter already. And then Neka Gumake uh, for the Los Angeles Sparks. So, you know, nothing really shocking in, in that list, except maybe Alyssa Thomas, uh, who's having an amazing season, who hasn't been voted in. Um, and then in terms of the guards... Uh, we got Jackie Young, who's having an MVP season at the moment with Vegas. Two Lloyds uh, from Seattle. Arike Agumbawale from the Dallas Wings. And uh, Chelsea Gray. Um, now, in terms of voting, obviously, uh, with the system of the votes and having so many front court and less guards, there's going to be people left out. I was a little bit disappointed that I didn't get to... Uh, See Alicia Gray uh, from the Atlanta Dream not getting picked, but I'm sure she'll be in the reserves. But what was interesting was that when you look at the votes, uh, Sabrina Ionescu, um, you know, was eighth overall in the guards. So she was voted uh, six uh, in the fan rank, six in the media rank, and 19 in the players rank. What what was going on with, with that? Is there like a so, you know, some resentments uh, or, you know, some, you know, people that think that she's overhyped. But what's going on with the fact that she was so low in the, in the player rank? I think I look at it this way with Sabrina. She is a phenomenal player. Um, she really is. But I think for her, 
you know, some players may feel like, you know, she hasn't really won anything yet mm-hmm. with her team. You know, she's still trying to, you know, gel. This is a new team. You got some big, you got some big superstars on this team now. But the last couple of years, you know, she's done well. But she was also dealing with injuries the last couple of years. But based on, I would say, all the things that she got coming into the league, there's other players out there that I would say deserve just as much as she's gotten. And she's gotten it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, you know, but I do think she's a great player and it's well-deserved. Um, but maybe they, you know... They think she may have gotten things a bit too fast. I don't know. Uh, you know, it, it probably maybe a little bit of jealousy there. I don't know. Maybe I'm speculating. I'm yeah, totally, we're not in the locker room. Yeah, we don't know. I'm totally personally, speculating so on we, this. We you know, know exactly. I think, you know, she came in and there was a lot. There was definitely a lot of hype around her. And again, she is a great player. It's, it's not like she came into the league and she was a bust that that's Mm. not that's not it she's a great player but i don't know you know maybe some people just think she she got a lot of accolades before really showing what she could do Mm. and maybe that in that regard people may think it's not fair yeah it's a it's a tricky uh it's a tricky uh question here i mean you know obviously the question of privilege uh as a white woman can um you know come up at times uh that doesn't take away um you know her work ethic and and how phenomenal she is as a player i mean we we do see her um in warm-ups and um you know segments that we get to see sometimes about training and how you know she improved uh year in year out um so there's no question about that about talent um but you know like you said maybe she has had things that you know, Harvard players that have been longer in the league um, deserve as well. Um, so it's 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 very tricky because we cannot deny the talent of Sabrina Ionescu. Um, but at the same time, we look at the player ranking and and we wonder uh, what's what's going on here. Um, so yeah, uh, she's not you know uh, everybody's fans. We definitely happy to have her uh, with the New York Liberty. Um, and we're also glad to see that this there's still so much room for improvement. Uh, for example, the defense. You know, there's still things that she needs to work on. She definitely made a lot of improvement this year, but she's still targeted. We saw with uh, Natasha Cloud once again targeting her, or sometimes you know uh, Sabrina was forgetting some assignments uh, that you know the Mystics made a pay with with three pointers. So, a credible talent offensively, uh, credible leader, uh, room for improvement on defense, and, you know, in terms of, like, getting the respect from, from, the, from the league. Um, we'll, we'll, it, will, it will come. I mean, she was an all-star last year. She was, she was a, yeah. a starter, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if she's, you know, voted in, in the reserves. I think the coach, uh, coaches are... Uh, in charge of that um so we'll see hopefully uh we could get a couple of more new york liberty in the all-star game i i, I definitely believe that uh benajah lini uh would be worthy of a uh, all-star yeah. uh this year she's been amazing for the liberty 
Uh, Vendersloot, the stats are not exactly the same offensively as, as previous year with the Sky, but she's still uh, number one in assist in the league. And as we see in, in the games with the Liberty, she's definitely one of the leaders of the team. And when we need a, you know, a go-to player, she's, she's that player. Um, so I wouldn't be completely shocked if she's in the All-Star game. Sabrina as well. Let's see. Obviously, I would love for Mahin to uh, be in the All-Star game. Three-point uh, contest. Let's she go. Do, yeah, she doesn't necessarily have the stats to, you know, advocate for, uh, you know, voting in the All-Star game. But sometimes the All-Star game is about, you know, being flashy, being spectacular. She would be the perfect player for the All-Star game. But that, uh, don't get me started on that. I know I'm a little... Bias as a French person, but, but I would like to see her in the three-point contest. Yeah, three I don't point know comment. if that's possible, but I hope so. I mean, I don't know how things work in terms of uh, who get to decide who's at the three-point uh, contest or not. We'll see. We would love to see her uh, definitely. Um, so I think that 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 concludes our, our podcast. Uh, I was gonna, uh, you know, add a little uh, topic on on the ref, but don't get me started because otherwise we'll. We'll be there for another yeah, hour yeah. Uh, to debate on that. Maybe it'll be for uh, next week because uh, there, there's a lot of things that could be said as well uh, with referees in the WNBA. We're going to have to wait till there's just like yeah. one game that we're talking about just yeah. like for the podcast because the refs are... Let, let us sink in on yeah. that, uh, you know, meditate on that topic uh and and see if next week we will we'll bring it up but that's definitely something that that would be worthy of talking about but anyway thank you so much guys for listening to our podcast uh we'll see you next week uh for another episode and as we always say let's, let's go, go liberty, liberty!